Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there, I'm John Marker. Hello, I'm Amy Shaw. And welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Was that a new jingle? It was. Apparently so. I say that with such confidence. Um, we are in the process of making a new jingle, and if it's all gone to plan, you've just heard it. If not, you've heard the original jingle, and nothing I make, nothing I'm saying now, makes any sense at all. Uh, we are also trialling something new. Looking at you over there, camera lens. Uh, we are filming today's podcast as a trial. Now, I say as a trial because there is a high likelihood that this may not ever surface, but we are giving it a go. We're having a trial. Uh, for the simple reason that, um, well, we've been told we should. Lots of people have been pestering us since the day we started to do video versions of what we do. Uh, to me, it has never really made much sense, but here we are now. Does it f- feel weird knowing that you're being watched now by little digital eyes? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I think I, f- I find it easier to deal with the idea of many digital ears just listening, <laughs> but only listening. But the minute it becomes eyes, you're yeah. like, a <laughs> new. No. yeah. Is that camera definitely I was recording? Gonna, that one doesn't look like it has a red light on it. Oh, it's gone green. Did it turn off? I think it turned Because you switched it on. That one's back. Oh, it's got no battery. There you go. Ah. Uh, oh. What and you, that's just turned you? you off. That one's just come up SD card full. This is, a, this is going very well. <laughs> this is going very well. I'm currently... We're now down to one camera in the studio. It's, it's the one that I'm looking at. It's just me. Um... As you can tell, this is our first attempt at this. So, uh, for audio listeners, I apologise. This is the worst thing ever. We're going to pause this. Uh, we're going to fix our cameras, and then we're going to come back. 
We're back. We had a little glitch with our cameras. Only two of them, though. Two out of three is not bad. That's all right for first try. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And we are learning. <laughs> We're learning on the job. Uh, right, now, Amy Shaw, we haven't had a podcast, just you and I, like this, since the 19th of December. That's been a long time. Yeah. And Christmas. To- it-, it was Christmas, yeah. And today is the 28th of March. <laughs> Uh, we're recording this, and this is then going out on Monday the... He picks up his phone. 3rd of the, April. The 3rd of April. Thank you, I'm sure. There's a good reason that you know that date, <laughs> isn't there? Because there is a significant day in between the day that we're recording this and the day that it goes live, Monday morning, 3rd of April. Uh, and that is the 1st of April, commonly known as April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, uh, something else is happening. I'm, I'm trying to talk in both past tense and future tense and middle tense. <laughs> Something is happening, has happened, has just happened, I fondly remember, but hasn't yet happened yet, mm-hmm. on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. Would you like to tell uh, the lovely listeners, boys and girls at home, yes. what it is? Yes. Um, we had to put on the invitations, no joke, because we are hopefully going to be getting married on April 1st. You are. Uh, so you said we are getting married. Yes, not then. you and I. Not, Sorry. not us, just to... <laughs> just to <laughs> Make that very clear. My fiance, your Amy, would not be very happy. No, yeah, so it is w- confusing that my other half is a- also called Amy. That could be a great April Fool's, though. If you rock up to the front. <laughs> John and Amy's <laughs> wedding. Can you yeah. imagine? The, yeah. That would be a shock for everybody. It would be. For you and I included. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stranger things have not happened, I don't think. Um, but yes, oh my God, you're getting yes. married on yes. Saturday. I am. A- slash, you've just got married. <laughs> yeah, and you might still be hanging. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, there's a high likelihood of that. Um, yeah, this is this is mad. So you and your lovely Will, who uh, Will has featured on the podcast before, and yes. we talk about Will a lot because, of course, you run a business with Will. Yes. You're getting married. We are, which is very <gasps> exciting. Um, are we prepared? No. Will it happen? Yes. We were just making a cup of coffee before we started, and your one of the things on your list of things to do was to get the playlist sorted for the in-betweeny bits of... Like performance in arriving, and yes, we were t- ticking off the list of songs that you weren't allowed to put on the yeah, no killers, Mr. Brightside, <laughs> no Bruno Mars. Um, sorry, they're no great, Pharrell songs. Williams. no Pharrell Williams, no, no happy, no, no, <laughs> be no. happy, no singing to happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, shake it off from Taylor Swift, I feel is another one that I would like to have included on the list, but I think it, I don't know, would that go down well or not? Uh, it would go down very well with me on the band list. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't like popular music. <laughs> it's an extreme Very old often. man. <laughs> I am an extreme. I like popular music, but maybe 30, 40 years after it was popular. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is, this Fleetwood Mac band are quite good, aren't they? They're going to go <laughs> so far. So you're like the opposite of a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> you like it way after it was cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love these guys. They were so mainstream. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I aim for. No, that is fine. Well, we're, we're looking forward to having you. Um, Thank you. You are also coming with your lovely Amy. Yes. Um, we have said to people that they are encouraged to uh, come in a interesting in an interesting vehicle i was about to say classic vehicle but mm. i think it's going to be an interesting vehicle it could be anything um i'm glad so... you said it could be anything <laughs> could it be a, a commercial defender 110 you know a, a white commercial defender 110 <laughs> yeah. sounds great i'll tie some cans on the back or something <laughs> i think my mum and dad are leaving the wedding in the honda civic so oh well <laughs> perfect i don't know if anybody's going to beat that but they can try wow there we are i'm excited I'd like to know what some of the best wedding cars actually people have left in have been. Like the best one I have ever Ooh. seen was another mutual friend of ours, Matt and Betty. Yes. Also coming to the wedding. Um, they left their wedding in a tank. 
They did, mm-hmm. yes. Um, which was quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen anyone beat that. But maybe, dear listener, you can say, aha, uh-huh, I can beat that. Uh, yeah. We can beat that. Um, or I experienced a, a fantastic departure of a wedding. It could be boat, could be train, could be plane. Any mobile. Train would be impressive, wouldn't it? <laughs> Choo-choo. Steam train. <laughs> Someone must have done it. I like the idea of it. Okay, yes. let us know. Podcast at drivenchat.com if you'd like to send us your <laughs> I went home from a wedding in dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, right, I, we should probably go through what we're going to talk about today. As you might have guessed, nearly five or six minutes into this episode, uh, we haven't got a guest this week. This is one of those episodes where it's just um, Amy and I talking, catching up, addressing some facts of the world. Um, which we do every few months or so. I think when we originally started doing this, we'd said, oh, we'll do this once a month. And it was like, well, we'll do it every two months, maybe two or three months. Now it's just like whenever, <laughs> whenever we get a chance, because you are an incredibly busy person. Uh, or, or I might, might just be simply disorganised, which makes... Uh, well, a bit, nah. of both, a bit of both. Nah. <laughs> you seem to be succeeding. It's all good. It's going all right. Um, so we're going to run through some of the talking topics. You very kindly provided a list of things you've been up to, because it's very easy for me to recap what I've been up to, because it's basically this. But now I feel awkward because I can't say, hey, John, tell me a bit more about this thing that you've done. It's just... Oh, true. <laughs> but it's fine. We can. You, I, I'm hoping that you're going to be a, an offer of information of what you've been doing. I'll, I'll do my best. Thank you. I'll do my best. But you, I've got a little list here um, mm-hmm. to work through. So Vint... Vintage Bentley Track Day, that sounds exciting. Yep. Um, ad last week, have I read that correctly? Yes, so advert. Advert, yep, yes. ad not. Uh, Will tried to sell my BMW because of driven chat Mike Fernie. Ah, <laughs> we will address that. Yes, that did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, BMW X6, and then I've got hyphen, meh. <laughs> and then in brackets, but thank you, BMW Park Lane. <laughs> the meh was meant to be something that I kind of wrote for myself. Ah. Ignore that. But it's fine. No, we can absolutely put that in. And I, I will be honest about that. But thank you very like much. a proper motoring journalist. <laughs> I'm going to give an actual review. Yeah. Meh. Um, uh, Georgia Peck slash Cutter. Cutler. Cutler. <laughs> Georgia Peck slash Cutler flower photo shoot. Now, I saw yes. this because I, like probably most of our friends and listeners of this lovely podcast, follow you on Instagram. Thank and you. I did see a very nice photograph of our dear friend, Georgia. Yes. Sat in a lovely car, surrounded by many flowers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what that is. Uh, then you've got the word wedding, which we have addressed. But then, after the word wedding, you put no car currently. Yes. Now, <laughs> I feel like something somewhere's gone wrong. Well, the problem is, as I'm sure many of you who, who have your own classic car or classic cars... Um, they go wrong. Mm. And then, especially if it's been winter, you think, well, there's no point trying to fix it just now because it's winter. We're not going to put it on the road. It's, you know, it's fine. We'll, we'll do it. We'll make it a, a spring problem. Ah. Anyway, it is now spring and all the cars are still broken. And then even though we have a workshop where we have lots of lovely cars come to us, mm. they also come broken. Yes. And the second that they are not broken, they leave. <laughs> so... <laughs> so Hmm. Herein lies the problem. So now we are uh, madly trying to fix at least one of our own vehicles, Brilliant. Uh, the MGB. Um, I tried to get the XJX, uh, XJS fixed, but then oh, the yeah. bill came back or the, the quote came back far, 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 far higher than what they initially said on the email. So we took it away again. Oh, no. It's What's like, broken on it? gearbox oh. not badly it just at the minute doesn't it's an automatic so it doesn't at the minute have reverse and then it kind of lost first 
So we, we <laughs> do you need reverse? Well, motorbikes what, don't have reverse. That's what that's what I said. And <laughs> <laughs> but then the difference is slightly. You can't just kind of paddle backwards. That You'd is have true. To, it's quite a heavy yeah. lump. Um, so yeah, it, it could have been fixed, but it's maybe going to be an after wedding job, mm. which is fine because we do have a Mark Seven that we've borrowed. So we, we've got that for um, for some of the ushers, and then we still have the Defender. Very Admittedly, good. it's like a swimming pool when it's when it rains, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe an MGB, and then maybe we might be able to ask a couple of our customers if we can borrow one of their Jaggery types. Perfect. So we've given them a little heads up and said, "Hey, if you're not using it, maybe." So, but the people that we feel like we can ask are also the ones that are coming to the wedding, so they'll probably want it themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's a good point. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. this is my soon-to-be husband's job, and that I'm not worrying about. So I'm letting Brilliant. it be. A, a him so problem. Any other <laughs> time of the year that we were recording this ahead of your wedding, we could put this out as an appeal. Do you have a car that Amy Shaw could use for her wedding? But by the time this episode is going out, Too it's late. already happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. So who knows what you went to in your wedding? <laughs> what car you used? <laughs> who knows we genuinely happened? don't know. <laughs> don't know. How exciting. It'll be fine. Either way, it'll be fine. I'm guessing people will be able to find out. I'm, I'm, oh, absolutely. I, yes. I predict yeah. you might share a photo or two. We might share your a few things. Instagram feeds. Exactly. And if the um, worst comes to the worst, Will's mum has booked a minivan. A big 16-seater perfect. white minivan. Perfect. Nothing says classic car enthusiast wedding like a tranny <laughs> van. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes, no. Uh, we've asked her to park it around the corner because <laughs> we don't want it in the oh, photo. <laughs> you're going to get some nice ribbons for it or something. Yeah, again, that's a Will thing. I said to him, if you want a ribbon on the car, then you buy the ribbon. Find the ribbon, buy the ribbon, put the ribbon on the car. It's a you thing. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> wow. So that is it. That, I'm yep. genuinely excited by this concept of you're getting married in a few days and don't have a wedding car. Um, but there we are. That's This is a fairly typical... I feel like this is fairly normal for the likes of you and I and the industry that we live and work in. It's often Everything is a lot more last minute than people would expect just things just i think the problem is things go wrong things work out you know there's a balance so i i I think it's going to rain which is fine in the other balance something else will work out for example up until yesterday we didn't have an organist because that was another thing anyway we we now have an organist which is good (laughs) so but yeah where'd you go is there like a phone number organist society call i don't don't think any of them are on any but they might be in the yellow pages still maybe ah um they're all i think they're all quite um apart from that really cool one that we see on tiktok that 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 girl that plays the hans zimmer stuff in the Yep. The, she's amazing, but no, we don't have her. Um, we <laughs> I was have... going to say, you booked her? <laughs> no, right. I think we have quite an elderly gentleman called David. Perfect. Um, who, uh, bless, you, you have to, I didn't even know this was a thing. I, I guess it's for, for, for el- more elderly people who might get scammed more often. They they have a, like a BT, you ring the, the phone number and then like a BT automated thing answers being like, can you please leave your name and press hash and then the person, oh. if they can decide if they want to take the call. And I'm like, that's cool. Very well done. So I have to be like, Amy Shaw with the wedding <laughs> every time that I phone. <laughs> so, um, wow. yeah, but I've managed to get through to him. He seems very lovely. Um, y- yes, he's he seems nice. I've not met him. He's coming to the rehearsal. Um, oh, when's the rehearsal? The night before. <laughs> so, Bloody hell. <laughs> it's fine. It's all fresh. Fresh for the, <laughs> fresh for the 10 hours later. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> 10 right. hours, that's no, a bit too much. Yeah, for, uh, the, the 
14 hours later, <laughs> whenever it might be. <laughs> It'll all work out fine. It, it will work out fine. It's yes. going to be amazing. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Wow. Wedding. But talking about other cars. Okay. The driving of cars. So you said you've driven a few cars recently. I have driven a few cars. Yes, since our last conversation, I have driven some very exciting and some not as exciting cars, but still quite exciting. Um, I believe in running order, I started my year with a Kia EV6. Okay. Calm down, Amy. It's not that exciting. Um, Yeah. Um, What can I say? What can you say? <laughs> it's a it, it's a very good car. I uh, yeah. Good. So this was that's the one, like if, if, if I say to Will, how do I look? And if he says you look nice, that's worse uh, than saying nothing at all. Fine, good. You look f- fine. Fine. Adequate. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so the Kia EV6. If you cast your memory back, and there, I know that there are a lot of people that listen to these episodes that really like specifically these episodes, the you and the the us that's two episodes, good. which is very kind, isn't it? I, 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 in my head, I feel like there's a 50-50 divide of people are like, huh, no, guest, next episode. <laughs> and then there are people that are like, yay, the John and Amy ones. So this is one of those. Uh, if you remember back to, to either two or three episodes ago where it was just you and I doing one of these catch-up episodes, um, I was talking about the plan of driving a Kia EV6 also to a wedding, and that was in Scotland, and I was supposed to get the car and driving up to Scotland and test the range and all that sort of stuff. And then Kia sort of forgot to give me the car, and but it was a breakdown in communications. Anyway, the, um, the car finally turned up in January, and um, yeah, I drove that, um, and it was fine. I've fine. made a video on it. It's on the YouTube channel if you want to go and have a look and see what I thought about a Kia EV6 that I will be honest was not actually that excited about. I didn't think I was going to be like, right, let's make a video review of this car. After a couple of days, I was like, actually, actually. It is in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. then this is a good. Yeah, there was your, no negatives. What was your favourite thing about it? Uh, if I liked, you have to pick one out of your big long list. I like the, well, for a me personally, it doesn't quite work. But as a, if, if I were a man with a family, mm-hmm. uh, it would be, I wouldn't, and I was looking for an EV specifically, I would probably really struggle to find something other than a Kia EV6 that I'd be tempted to buy. Okay, then. It is uh, it is a full EV, which, of course, comes with its drawbacks. I don't have anywhere to plug it at home, therefore that makes a life a bit of a faff because I then have to rely on the public infrastructure, infrastructure charging network. And um, that, as we all know, is completely useless at the moment. Uh, getting better, but still, on the whole, pretty bad. Um, but... Yeah, as a car with loads of room in the front, loads of room in the back, loads of different features. It had like little features, which again, for families is great. You've got this setting where you could hit a button on the big centre console screen that would kill all the noise in the back of the car for like the stereo or music and things, and then dim the lights and then focus the sound in the front only. So if you've got little darlings to sleep in the back, or granny, then they're not getting disturbed in the back seat whilst you, parents up front, could listen to... Jeremy Vine or whatever parents listen to. <laughs> That's very good. Although in my slightly sleepy state, I initially thought that when you said it kills all the noise in the back, I thought, you know how like when you have like your, your AirPods in, you squeeze them and it does the noise. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought That's great. You can block out the noise of the kids ah. screaming in the back. Like it's like a little frequency bubble. <laughs> obviously that technology no, does not yet no. exist. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. But maybe. And due to the way in which my brain works, which is often quite dark, when you then started to re-reference kills all the noise <laughs> in the back, I was going somewhere completely different, which I'm not going to follow up on. But I hope I'm not the only one. Um, so yeah, that was that. Was that Kiri okay, V6. Cool. If you'd like to know more about what it's like to drive a Kiri V6 for a week, 
YouTube channel. It's there. <laughs> Go to it. Uh, my article, actually, I, I did a written article and the video, both with a similar title, basically going, what's all the fuss about? Because everyone had been raving about this car. Like Every single motoring journalist that I know, when I told them I was getting a Kia EV6, were like, oh my God, you're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, really? It's just a EV. But I do kind of understand it. Okay, then cool. I also like, when did they change their logo from the boring old ah, Kia to the new yeah. Kia? Because when I first saw that, I was like, that, that is slick. Pretty cool. Well done, Kia. Do you like that? I like it, yeah. See, it confused a lot of people. It definitely confused me. But then when I figured it out, I was like, huh? Kia had a glow up. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Kia and Hyundai, uh, Hyundai, as we now we all now yes. have to call them, Hyundai and Kia, uh, who are, of course, related. I often think about this because I'm getting, maybe even tomorrow, maybe even this week, I'm getting a i30N from Hyundai, uh, which is their little sporty hatchback thing. Mm -hmm. And I look at that, I think that is a very, very good looking car. A lot of the new Kias, a lot of the new Hyundais are very good looking cars. Do you remember about 12 years ago when Kias and Hyundais looked not as nice as they do now? I think they have had yes. one hell of a glow up. Yes. Possibly the best, the best glow up in the automotive industry. Mm -hmm. Many brands, I think, have glow downs. What would that yes. be called? Dull, dull downs. Dull down. <laughs> dull down. But no, I think... Many people would say, maybe BMW have. Ooh. Which I is a nice segue it. into... Amy Shaw, you've recently been driving a BMW <laughs> X6 and your notes on it are... Meh. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the problem is, um, for a start, I will thank you to uh, BMW Park Lane, who very kindly lent me the car, um, because I was going up to Scotland and the options for our vehicles that we drive are... Well, either two rattly defenders mm. or um, a very tired 2002 BMW E36 330 Grand Touring in mm -hmm. Oxford Green. Yes. Which we may talk about in a minute. Yes. Um, but I just felt a bit sorry for it. So then I said, oh, hey, BMW, is there any chance I could borrow anything? And obviously beggars can't be choosers. That is So true. they said, no problem. We can lend you an X6. And I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. See that? I... As for a beggars can't be choosers scenario, not bad, to right? me, I feel that's not too bad. They could have said, here's a 116D <laughs> with no alloy wheels. They could have done that. Yeah. But the, I think the problem I found with it, because then I tried to photograph it, and in my head I thought, have I just got worse at taking pictures? Because I'm not, I'm not happy with them. <laughs> What's my Instagram <laughs> handle again? Oh, yeah, Amy Shaw Photography. Well, this, this is the thing. I looked at them I thought, all these look rubbish. And I thought, is it, am I the problem? Is it me? <laughs> and I thought about it. And I thought, I don't, I don't think I am the problem. And I looked at it. I thought the way that it photographs just isn't the greatest. Oh. I ended, by the end of the, the time that I don't, did find some better angles of it, I thought, okay, that's quite nice. And that's quite nice. <laughs> is it very um, far away? <laughs> it was further away, yes. It was further. I'm but... going to open up your Instagram feed okay. whilst you're talking because I want to see the photos that you're talking about. Do carry on. Okay, so basically it's a great city car. Um, had loads of boot space, which I quite liked. Um, as long as you're not trying to carry anything, it's, it's got lots of like kind of long, deep, as long as you're not having anything too high, because the, the, the back of the roof does slope down uh -huh. quite, quite a lot, which is which is very nice. It does, isn't it? It's quite confusing. Yes. It's a huge thing. And you say city car, it's quite big for a city car. Well, but this is, yeah. I know what you mean. It's It like looks like it should be a massive SUV that would have a huge boot. But Not it's quite. actually just a car that's really high up. Yes. And I think that is what I struggled with about uh, because it, it didn't have, I know, it, it felt like it was lacking something. 
the little gadgety bits that I did quite like. I like the way that the grill lit up at night and you're like, oh, hello. And I thought that was quite cute. Now, um, you know how I joked about the fact that I said, was the good angle of the car from a distance? The <laughs> photograph that I've just opened up on your actual Instagram feed, Amy Shaw Photography, I was like, well, where's the, where is it? Where, oh, there's a nice picture of a white house. Oh, there it is. It's a, yes, it is quite far away yes. in that leading photograph. But okay, yeah. I mean, it's not got the disgustingly... It is still a big grill, mm -hmm. but it's not got the ridiculously oversized, like, 7 Series Victorian radiator grills yes. that we've been seeing recently. Um, and I think the, yeah. the slight problem that I have is that because we drive these old, rattly cars all the time, anything modern is automatically a good luxury. And we're like, hey, yeah. this is nice. Yeah. But then you kind of, once you get used to it, you think, oh, okay, well... Mm, I, I'm, yeah, I wasn't sure. I liked it as a, it was a, in, inside, it was lovely, very comfortable, got up to, mm. up to the, the Isle of Sky and back in great time and had a, we were very comfortable doing it. Um, they have that wonderful assisted cruise control that new BMWs have where you just basically sit there and the car does everything. It did, but it didn't, I don't think it, it must have had, I didn't drive very much. Um, I think I was working. <laughs> I was having a lamp job <laughs> now, I was doing a lot of work. Um, but no, it did, but I think the problem is I've, I've driven other, other BMWs, which I preferred, mm. like X5, I, th I really enjoyed. X5? X7. Big one. Oh, the big, 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 big one big, was big the one. X7. Yes. Yeah, what a thing. Yeah, Ridiculous. really, really cool. The car that nobody needs, but everybody wants. <laughs> exactly. But this thing, it was a massive car, but mm. it felt massive inside. And you thought, I could I could tow things with this. This mm -hmm. is great. Um, I think I struggle with the, I don't know what I am cars, of it's not like a sporty saloon thing. It's not quite a full SUV. Yeah. It's a, an in-between thing and I struggle with in any of those types of cars so I think regardless of what the badge was I would have struggled with it yeah. but I had a lovely time in it um we got us up got us back got some nice pictures very grateful that it wasn't in a defender so yeah overall I would say a positive good what more do you need <laughs> exactly fantastic um now on the subject of BMWs mm -hmm. that you have enjoyed driving um I'm going to segue myself into this one as well, because I last week did have on test a car that I've been very excited about driving for quite some time. I saw this, yes. Um, which is also going to segue back into one of your BMWs, your mm -hmm. little E30, E46 330 Touring. E46. E46. Is it? I don't know. I thought I got E36. No, you've got an E46. Have I? Yeah, yeah. I've... Yeah. I'm just listening to what Will tells me. Yeah, no, it's an, yeah, yours is a 46 M. That, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I just thought it's a BMW 330D Grand Touring. Yes. In olive. Chassis shaped E46. Green. Yeah, that's it. You got it. The E thing, I, that's a new thing to me. I know, me. This, uh, it's very confusing. And now they're Gs and Fs and. Oh, uh, but if it, ha if it hasn't got it on the badge, I don't know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> so. And that's the thing, you know, BMW fanatics or massive car nerds are all like, oh, yeah, no, that's the E36 or the E61. Sorry, BMW car nerds. Yeah. Uh, but to everyone else, day. they're like, what? And it's a bit like when people start quoting classic Mercedes chassis numbers, W123s. and <laughs> I can do it no with idea. the E-types for nothing else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all have our niche. Um, yes, I had last week the G81, means a state car. The G bit or the 81 bit? The 81. Okay. So the G80 is the... Oh, God, this is boring. The G80 is the saloon bit, and then the 81 means a state bit. But it basically, it's the new M3 Touring. Okay. Touring. Yay. 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 Big yay. <laughs> uh, as you may know, I'm a big fan of fast estate cars, and uh, this is the ultimate fast estate car. I loved it. Did you? Yeah. Was it fast? Yeah. Like, ridiculously fast. 
ridiculously quick. Um, yeah, what a thing. I won't say too much because we will have very, very, very soon a video landing on the YouTube channel and a written article on the website telling you everything there is to know. But perhaps unsurprisingly, I absolutely loved it. And I have got to thank uh, another one of our BMW dealership friends, this time Partridge BMW in Hampshire, because I did contact the BMW press office. That's the usual go-to when I want a press car, I'll phone up the press office. But unsurprisingly, the N3 Tourings at the moment are in so high demand, really, really ridiculous. Everybody wants them, so they're getting lent them for like three or four days, tops. Uh, I phoned up our friends at Partridge BMW and went, hi, have you by any chance got one? Expecting them to say no, because I thought that the uh, the allocation would be full and therefore there'd be no point lending them to anyone. And they did. So they gave me one for seven days. That's amazing. Yeah. We love Partridge. They're awesome. We do love Partridge, <laughs> yes. Uh, we do, we do. So yes, uh, a huge thank you to the guys at Partridge, BM Partridge BMW for lending me that, because it is... Yeah, it was everything I was hoping it would be and more. Okay. Is there and, anything that disappointed you about it? Um, Being a BMW fan through and through? Not really. The only the only thing that did make me think, oh, I wish, was I just wish that they'd done it 15 years ago when the BMW M cars had proper sporty, motorsporty engines and motorsporty gearboxes. And now they're all, you know, they're still very good and they're very fast, but they are very, very closely related to the non-M cars now. And I just think, oh, if they'd have done this with the E46 M3 or the E90 M3 with the big crazy V8 engine, that just would have been amazing. Uh, but hey, we got there in the end. Well Only done. took them 37 years to make a BMW <laughs> M3 estate car. Uh, but now they have, and it is brilliant. And is I even like the way it looks. I like the grill. Okay. Is it the start of a, a beautiful new line for them? Do we know? Or is this kind of a... I don't yeah. know. This is the thing. They've been really funny. BMW M have been really strange with the state cars because they did the E34. Sorry, I'm quoting E numbers again. The E34, which is the M5 from the early 1990s. They decided to make that as, a, as an estate car. But then after the E34, the next shape was called the E39, which they didn't bother with an estate car. Then they brought out the E60 M5, which they did do as an estate car. And then they haven't bothered since. Whereas BMW M3 models have never had a, a touring until now. And for whatever reason, somebody at BMW went, I know, I know what people might like. And they made that. There we are. And there we are. So you'd choose the BMW over the Kia? Uh, I would. <laughs> I, if it were me, I would choose the BMW over the Kia. It is a little bit more money. It is a lot of money, actually. Oh, is it? What is, what Three Series Estate. When you put it like this, it's £100,000. What? <laughs> yeah, it's £100,000. Yeah, £84,000, I think, my one... I had was specced up to but I think if you want better spec and uh, an individual colour and stuff like that then you're, you're very easily spending £100,000 on a 3 series estate uh, well this okay, yeah that's a lot that's a lot of lot of, of the pennies a lot of pennies it is a lot of pennies on the subject of 3 series estates though and M3 estates <laughs> as you may be aware in a recent episode recorded with Mike Fernie off of Drive Tribe he made a, a request towards the end of our episode. It is a long one. It was two hours long, that chat. Uh, he is looking to build a project E46 M3 Touring for which he needs an E46 estate, ideally in dark green. And he's aware that you have yours and he has asked if he can buy it. 
Would you like to publicly respond? <laughs> well, he, he didn't. He and Mike and I have not actually spoken at all about this. <laughs> so this is. Let me. He clarify. was communicating through the podcast. Uh, this. This is my car. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is my daily runaround. This is the thing that that I that I have, have grown to love. Mm. Um, and then William comes back and he goes, Ah, oh, I was listening to the Driven Chat podcast and I heard that uh, that Mike wants to uh, maybe buy our car. He's interested in our car. And I said, I think that might have been just a passing comment. Mm. Anyway, about three days later, we're sat on the sofa. And he goes, so if we sell your BMW, I'm thinking about buying one an Audi. So I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean if we sell my BMW? And he goes, well, Mike thinks they might want to, you know, might want to buy it. So I thought we could sell that. I thought, well, you're selling, you're, you're, you're offering my car. <laughs> what are you doing? And then I just thought, well, maybe I said to Will, I said, maybe I don't want to sell my car. I, maybe I like my E46 330D, mm. Grand Touring in Oxford Green. And <laughs> but he's like, but look, we can, maybe we can get you this instead. And I was like, I, just out of pure spite, <laughs> I felt like going, no, she's Aww. mine. But then again, I was thinking, well, you know what, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that fussed. So yeah, Will and Mike have been chatting away on, on oh, they have. over Instagram. Yeah. Ah. So then I'm like, well, is, is, is Mike buying the car or not? And Will's like, well, I don't know, because it, it is what he wants. And and he, so I don't know. I've now just stepped back from the, the conversation. <laughs> You're going to so. get home later and the car's going to be gone. <laughs> but the, I once went on a job and I let, when I left to go on this job, at the time I had a Jaguar X-Type. Ah. When I came back from the job, I had the BMW. <laughs> so oh, yes. it does happen. Um, yeah. So there's a good possibility that I will go on my next job um, when I go away and I'll come back to a totally different car. Who knows? But I quite like the surprise. Sometimes I have the discussion briefly and then... But this is this is Will's... He thinks we could do a whole podcast on this and I, we probably could. But he his new um, hobby, let's call it, is just, you know, we're, we're sitting in, in, in bed and he'll be just scrolling and he's like, hey, look at this. And it's basically, he looks for things that he can get for £3,000 or less. Nice. And it's, that is the hobby. We don't need an, another car. We're not necessarily looking to sell the BMW, but this is a new hobby. And he gets really excited because he's like, you can get a... So you've had a V6, what was it? Audi something in an electric blue. I don't know. And mm-hmm. I was like, William, I would look like a right thug arriving in that. And he's like, yeah, but you, people would be able to hear you coming. That's and I, <laughs> I'm going to guess it was an RS six or an rs4 I think, I think it was an rs6 actually yeah like, anyway. older shape but blobby shape with the v6 they were good <laughs> this, this is good. what he said he's yeah. like mo 12 months mot and i said we, we we know that that means absolutely nothing you can get an <laughs> yeah. for anything now true so um true yeah if you uh, if you also share this hobby i'd be intrigued to see what the the best yeah, thing i is. feel like so i'm glad you brought this <laughs> up actually because this is something so my amy my other half amy she isn't yeah you know, she has an appreciation for cars but she's by no means a petrol head you know she doesn't sit on the sofa scrolling doom scrolling auto trader like <laughs> some others do me um and she asked this question recently said, why are you always looking for a new car and i was like well the thing is i'm not this is actually what i do <laughs> to pass the time like some people scroll through instagram i go on auto trader and i'm like maximum budget yeah let's say five grand Minimum engine size, six litre, and then just see what happens. And then you're like, oh, wow, I can get a Mercedes S600 for 1,500 quid. It would be an absolute disaster, but I could. (laughs) And then you kind of sit there and you imagine this disaster of car ownership unfolding and... Yeah, I think everybody does this. Yeah, I think people people do it. With, like, I do it with houses somewhere. Exactly, well, and you it's think, no different. Yeah, sure. you go and yeah. you go on a right move or Zoopla or whatever you use. You go price high to low, 
And then you just go, wow, look at that. 12 <laughs> look what million I can't pounds. Afford. I'll never have this. <laughs> exactly the same. But you'd still look inside and you'd still be like, mm, I don't know, I, I don't really like that space there. And you, you, you justify yeah. the reach in your head and why you wouldn't want it. Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. And I think we do the same with cars. But I also wanted, I, I've not actually spoken to you in person since you were putting up your oh, own yeah. dear beloved yeah. BMW. Yeah, that's happened. Has it gone? No. Oh. No, interestingly, it hasn't. It's still around. It's still it's still for sale at this moment of recording. Uh, there have been some lowball offers, I'm told, but uh, very refreshing. I've not had anything to do with the sale other than dropping it off to Leon Ollie Windows Low Classics. I've uh, yeah, I've had nothing to do with it, and it's been bliss. Well done. I hate selling cars. I hate it more than I hate anything else in the world <laughs> because I just, I can't be dealing with it. People phoning up and asking mundane questions and wanting to know why I decided to fit the particular, it just, no, no. Do you so, hate yeah. that more or Vauxhall mockers? Uh, I think I'd rather drive a Vauxhall mocker daily <laughs> for a month than have to sell my own car. <laughs> and if it was a bog standard BMW, like a 330 with normal wheels and normal interior and normal everything, fine. I can put that up on AutoTrader and get it gone. The minute anything becomes remotely interesting, it just becomes a nightmare. I don't know what it is. It just people phone up and ask questions about why you've done certain things. Like, cool, do you want to buy the car? You don't, right? Mm-hmm. Off you go. So yeah, uh, Low Classics still have it. You can go and have a look if you're in the market for a Z3M Coupe. Uh, I mean, drop me a DM if you genuinely do want to buy it, and I can kind of help orchestrate that. But if it is just to find out why I fitted a particular set of tyres and why the steering wheel's on the wrong side, yeah, I'll leave you on red. <laughs> I might like the message to see that to show you that I've seen it, but I'm not going to actually and reply. Ignored it. Yeah. <laughs> do you think it'd be sad, like actually sad, when it goes, or mm. is it even in your possession? Will you will you see it again? Um, I. I don't know. I mean, I, I will probably see it again. A couple of times I've had to go back towards Baffle House and Low Classics mm-hmm. to do some filming. So I've been like, oh, look, there it is. Um, I don't think I'll be that sad. I, I think perhaps in 20 years' time when they're £100,000, I'll be sad. And I'll be thinking, <laughs> oh, I wish I hadn't sold that. Um, we should clip this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yes. Uh, so I think that will make me sad. Yeah. But as for missing the car, no. I, I've had it for a, a good stint of time. And it's been interesting. So funnily enough, so again, addressing back to Mike Fernie and his podcast, it was actually something he said on the podcast that made me go, yeah, I've made the right decision to, to let this go. And it was, we were talking about the you know, buying old BMWs that then got up in value. And then we got onto the subject of the Z3M. And he, I, I let it slip that I was putting it up for sale. And Mike's reaction to that was, you can't sell that car. That car is John Marker. And do you know what? Ooh. It was that sort of response, and it, which is a very common thing. I think a lot of people use their cars as like an extension of their own personality. And yeah. they're like, you know, it's me and my car. Or For me, I really, really, really don't want to be thought of as the guy that owns that car. Mm-hmm. And I had a really interesting follow-up conversation. So a really good friend of mine, Bryn Musselwhite, amazing producer, done lots of stuff with television. If you ever watch the Omaze adverts where they give away big houses, yes. he makes all yeah. those adverts and does amazing things. Cool. Uh, but he has been known for years and years and years. Uh, he used to work for Speed Hunters, and he's been famous because of a Volvo that he owns. And he said exactly the same thing. You know, the people become obsessed with your car as being an extension of your own personality. And... 
it just made me a bit sad. I was like, I don't want to be thought of as that because I had a, something similar years ago. I had that Laguna Seca Blue M3 that we occasionally talk about, and that was the same. You know, people were like, "That's the John Marco car," and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> please don't think of me as my <laughs> my personality trait being a car. I but don't want that." At the same time, it as you said, especially in the in the car world, it is an automatic thought. So mm. has that affected what you're thinking about for your next purchase? Thinking this is going to be what people can consider as as me no and if anything i'm going to try and avoid it and this is the thing this has been the number one question that people have been asking me is what next what are you going to get to replace it and the the honest genuine answer is i don't know and at the moment i'm thinking if it if it were to sell and i get a lovely big pile of cash that's great i'd be much happier having that pile of cash and i can use a little portion of that to maybe get an old ducati or something like that something for the summer that i can pot around and be happy with and the rest of it who knows? It might go on a mortgage. It might go on a. It might go on a, a, a slightly less elaborate car. I have absolutely no idea. That's all very grown up. But as you were saying, I had a, had a little brainwave. One of the things that you love most in this world mm. is doing your track days with your friends. Yes, true, true, true. What, true. And that is that you 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 value that. So mm. what on earth? Because you, you're not going to give those up. No, I can't imagine. No, that's so very what true. Is the plan with that because that's what you kept yeah you're right but then the last year I reckon I've done one track day whereas I previous years would be doing like gosh 20 a year wow um so again that was the other motivation for it really and thinking I could get something that I could occasionally take on track days but then whereas the Z3M was very 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 track day focused so making it quite stiff for the road um yeah. Okay. Who knows? Might get into bike track days. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm still in two minds about that one. I think it would be fun. I'd like to give it a go. But yeah. and I feel in my <laughs> in my head, you look, you watch loads of bike crashes on the on the TT and stuff, and not yeah. not so not t- not the TT. They're really scary crashes on like the MotoGP, and yeah. they just when they're like shoulder to the ground, mm. and then it kind of like loses them and goes off and, yeah. and crashes, and they just kind of like slide off and they get up all angry and they just walk away. In my head, that makes me think that track racing is not as scary as you think. I yes. But then you see the scary ones where it goes high side. Yeah, the like, high side. Yeah. 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 Um I think it's generally And also I might, that was me saying that like your shoulders to the ground basically and we, we, our shoulders would not be to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might if you're very lucky, I might get a knee down. It's, now it's gone from knee down to elbow down to chin down. That's the new thing. Did you get your chin down? What? Uh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I'm firmly in the camp of, you know, the reason I learned to drive cars fast on track is because I wanted to know how to drive on the road mm-hmm. and I wanted to have an understanding of the physics of cars. And with motorcycles, despite the fact that I have been riding now for many years, I still haven't ever actually driven or ridden with anger on a circuit. And that does play on my mind where I'm thinking, like, am I riding to the best of my ability and capability on the road? Safely, obviously. Um, and the answer to that is probably not because I don't actually know what the limits of grip are and how far I can take things, how fast I can take uh, corners. And I think you're absolutely right. Getting it wrong on a circuit is a far safer thing than getting it wrong on the road because, of course, on a circuit, you don't have post boxes and lampposts and park benches and horses to crash into. You've got a bit of gravel, maybe a bit of a hot bum as you slide across the tarmac and then all being well worst case scenario the only thing you're going to crash into is a tire wall or something Mm -hmm. soft you know um so yeah 
that's a possibility. If anyone listening is uh, partially responsible for teaching people how to ride successfully on circuits, drop me a line. <laughs> we'll make a feature out of it and you can all watch me fall off on the internet. Uh, I would sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me divert back to the list of uh, your list of what you've been doing. Um, the well, George, we should briefly talk about the Georgia Peck thing because that was very, very lovely. So Cutler, yeah. Cutler, who are Cutler? Cutler are a new lifestyle online magazine type of thing. Oh, I have seen them. So yes. they're, they're, I think they're quite new. Um, mm. so this is one of their earliest shoots and it was around, uh, it was for a Valentine's Day post nice. so i got a phone call from um the chat that runs it uh tenzin and he said hey do you want to do a photo shoot where we fill georgia's car full of flowers mm. and photograph her looking really cool and i was like yes because you see these kind of shoots on like pinterest or whatever yeah. and you think okay that looks really cool and so to have the opportunity to be able to do it was i was, yeah, I was like yeah absolutely let's do this and we were just so lucky with the weather. Like it was a week before Valentine's, so early Feb, and it was mm. not. I wouldn't say you know. No, it was warm. I, we, none of us had coats. So it, we was just, warm. it was warm. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was nice. A, it was a warm week. It was really, really lovely. Sun was great. It was all lovely, beautiful, low sun. Flowers looked amazing. They were just full and poofing out, nice. and um, that was lovely. And then at the end of the shoot, we gave away all the flowers to people that were just passing by. And that was very nice. Um, you're lovely people, I know, aren't we, you? We try. Dare and... I ask? Because it was a lot of flowers. Yes. And again, anyone that wants to see said flowers, have a look at Amy Shaw Photography on Instagram. You'll see the pictures and our lovely friend Georgia. How much did you spend on flowers? Well, this is the thing. I don't know exactly. <laughs> so I know that because it's over uh, photography car life, you ha have less work over winter and a hell of a lot more between mm. kind of spring, summer, autumn. So I was like, hmm, could do with the job right now. So I, I know that the budget was was discussed and I took a, a, quite a cut because I thought, you know, sorry, yeah, of, my, of my fee. I was like, mm. ah, not, mm. not a cut of their fee, but I, I took yeah. a drop. And I was like, this is fine because I'm still happy. It's a, it's a fun shoot. Yeah, working so, with friends. Yes, and yeah. I think they initially got a quote for some flowers and... They changed the type of flowers that they went from <laughs> roses to let's do gypsophilia. <laughs> yeah. I like daisies, baby's <laughs> breath, Bye. and <laughs> so if you have a look, the flowers. If you're a floristy person, you will be able to look at those flowers and know that they are not the most. They are voluminous, but not expensive necessarily. So it was a, a it was quite a you know a, a tight budget shoot, which was fine because it all worked out wonderfully in the end. So I yeah. don't actually know. Um, because I think that's why you don't get very many people doing it because price, like, so with the wedding, I know how much money I've spent mm. on flowers at the wedding. And you but isn't think, it just wedding tax on things? People go, oh, is it for a wedding? Yeah, ah, it's zero on the end. Definitely. But then even then, it's not long been Mother's Day. If you went into, for example, mm. any shop and you looked at any flowers and you thought, oh, you know, I'll buy my aunt, sister, grandmother, who, whatever mother you know, mm. some flowers... They're like 15, 20 quid. And this is in a supermarket. And yeah. so suddenly you think to yourself, they're still quite expensive. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I could take a guess, but I would think I'd be guessing badly. Because then you've got to think to yourself, this is just money. And also doing kind of shoots like this. This is just being spent. This is not like you're selling magazines True. where you're getting some form of income back or something. If you're an online magazine, the idea is that your overheads are low. But then mm. you're also going to try and gain that income somehow. So it's a yeah. very difficult business to start. Um, wow. So yeah, I don't know how much it cost. Should have sold those flowers. You would have been. We should <laughs> have been singing. Even if they were a pound a bunch. We should have, but never mind. Um, um, yeah. 
The last thing on your list is an event that I'm really jealous about because I've never, ever, ever been. And I want to go every single year, but it's always clashed with other events for me. And that's Retromobile. Yes. Tell the lovely listeners what that is, because there'll be people that will definitely know what Retromobile is. There'll be many that don't. Okay. Well, if you like going to indoor car shows... That of classic cars, <laughs> Retromobile is the one. Yeah. So personally, I really struggle with them. I don't like the like the NEC stuff. No. I, the, when you walk into a, a hall and it's blue carpets and echoey Perfect. and there's yeah. lots of stands and flags and branding, it makes me cringe inside and I want to walk away. I get yeah. there, do what I have to do, then leave again. Yeah. But when it comes to Retromobile, mm. it's like the absolute creme de la creme using my french words i don't yeah, know over there uh of the classic car indoor classic car shows um it's the, the so the stand i was working on i work every year for a chap called lucas hooney which is a swiss car dealer and he is amazing and the cars that he has on his stand are honestly eye-wateringly beautiful incredible some of the best cars of the entire show along with the likes of Gerardo or Sam Kidston, Fiskins. Um, So, yeah, like one of my favourite things on the stand I was working on was uh, an Aston Martin Zagato, and it was this beautiful, beautiful car. Um, Yeah, and it it must be, I don't know, it must be worth high teens, low 20 million, something like that. You just think, ridiculous. Mm. Then there was a Hispano Suiza, I think it is called, yeah, which is yeah. the old cars, which was like one of four, something like that. So you see things that you've never, it looked like a Corella DeVille car. The, the windscreen was about, I don't know, six inches or something wow. like that. And it looked wicked. Such super, super long bonnet. Um, the detail of some of these pre-war cars, pre-war cars, I've, I've got a new love for as well. It's on the top of my list, but we might have to put this for another, another point. Like driving pre-war cars has now become a new favourite thing. Yes. Um, we don't have to talk about this because I know we've been chatting for a while, but re- <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Well, well let's so. talk briefly about it because it is a it is a crucial thing. I was very jealous that you got, that, got to that day because it looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, this was at Goodwood. Yes. So Vintage Bentley mm. contacted me saying, hey, we're trying to get younger folk into driving these cars. And mm. especially if you've not really driven or been around pre-war cars, we want to give you that opportunity. And I was like, amazing. I would love that. Thank you very much. Yes, please. Um, but to be honest, I'd never successfully driven a pre-war car. Whenever I tried, I did it very badly. And I just mm. thought, I don't get it. I'm not good at it. It's an art. Isn't it is it? an art, and yeah. so I just thought I don't know if I'm going to enjoy. It. I think you know, I knew I'd enjoy it, but I thought I'm I'm going to be bad at this, and I will feel bad. So I don't know if I'll want to do it. Anyway, I was bad, but you get better. <laughs> you do, <laughs> so, you do, yeah. And then suddenly you understand—not necessarily understand, but you understand what they're all about, mm. and you just you finish the day on such a high. I went from being a total non-pre-war interested person, one iota, to. I want one. It was a, mm. like a switch. It doesn't even. Ha- it wouldn't even have to be a Bentley. It would. It just, it's just like an old. Yeah, I could have. It don't even have to be a Bentley. I'd, I'd opt for a Delahaye. <laughs> Anything like that. In Spanish, Suiza or something. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're just an event to drive. That's the word. And yeah. the even when you screw up, and I'm like saying to my pastor, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. And, you know, it's when you nail it. And yeah. you're like, yeah, go yeah. me, kind of thing. And then um, as you kind of go through the day, you do get better. You do understand. It, it helps when you're, weirdly, when you, when you do make the mistakes and you then think, oh, okay, I didn't do that. Or, you know, next time I'll do that. And um, 
you kind of go through the gears and you understand it more and, and visually because you, you can look down where where the kind of the, the gear gate bit mm. is and you can see it you can see yeah, what, yeah. everything of, of what your movements are doing and then trying to match your throttle when you're shifting down especially um that is a skill that has yeah. to be improved on and i said to the the woman whose car i was driving amazing woman called kate i said kate how long did it take you to get used to driving this car and to not be making all the mistakes, for example, that I am now? And she said, mm, I've been driving this car now for 40 years and I still haven't nailed it. Wow. So that made me feel better. It is it is a wonderful thing. I've been very lucky to drive a couple. And in fact, if you want to see a very, very badly put together YouTube video, um, search for me on YouTube, John Markar, and you will find there is a video of me driving a 1927, although I think in the video I called it a 1929, got it slightly wrong, <laughs> 1927 pre-war Bentley from Le Mans back to the UK uh, with a little drive around the Le Mans circuit as well. Um, it was filmed on like three GoPros and a mobile phone. It's <laughs> rubbish, but it will give you the experience of what it's like driving one of these things. And I even go through the starting process of how to start a Bentley blower, yeah. and that in itself is incredible. It's an, it is another event, isn't yeah. it? You, it's, yeah. it's like no, no, it's like fuel on, fuel on. Wait, no, tickle stick. Oh, I didn't have the tickle stick. I had two little fuel fuel, oh. and then each one of them is different. And then it's like mag mag. Yeah, and then it's a. Uh, did you have to pressurize the fuel tank with the pump? No, I didn't. Oh. But then again, maybe I somebody else did that first. But <laughs> I saw I saw where where it was, and yeah, then you hear yeah. the yeah, anyway. Then yeah. Then it starts. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it, it, they are wonderful. They are absolutely wonderful. Um, now, we should probably, we are going to dive very shortly to an advert break in order to let us recompose to uh, probably relieve some memory cards. And then also we're going to jump into a whole new segment for this episode, which is going to be some news. We're going to commentate on some news stories. But before we do, I just want to reference another Bentley that we've recently had in for review and that was the bentley bentega ewb thank you bentley for sending me this one because again what a ridiculous car what a ridiculous car and a car that in essence i was expecting to really not enjoy turned out to be a car that i really want have you driven one yet no but (laughs) i've never driven a bentley that i've not then walked away saying i don't want this i've always been like give me one yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) they've not said okay but yes it's no i i I think they're great i think they're really really great but what did you think specifically of the ewb uh just the size of it um it yeah i mean as a car to be driven in and to drive i think it ticks a lot of boxes i wasn't expecting it to be as much of an engaging drive as i as perhaps like the continental gt mm-hmm. or even the molina um no it wasn't a molina it was a speed i had the speed molzan back in september last year and and even that i was like oh this feels like a driver's car even though it's a big limousine the ewb extended wheelbase bentayga just ridiculous um blisteringly fast insanely comfortable it's the most comfortable car i've ever driven in mm-hmm. the sense of sat physically in the driver's seat holding the steering wheel nothing comes close to the comfort level of that car and then you've got ionized air conditioning so that it pulls heavy particles out of the air it's got massaging heated air conditioned self-regulating seats so that the car will actually detect the humidity of the person sat in the seat and regulate the level of air conditioning or heating in respect to how warm or hot or cold or wet they are <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous it's 
I, I, I still think Bentley are one of the best brands out there. I'll, I'll say that on record. It's I think they're fantastic. And if I have won the lottery, absolutely, I would be there in a shop. Did you get one as a, a daily driver? I'd probably get a Continental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the Bentaygas. I think they're really cool. I think I'd have a Continental and a Bentayga for the fam. Um I just think that, yeah, I think they're great. <laughs> you, that would be a very posh setup. <laughs> it would be. Oh, darling, uh, would you take the, the Continental? I used to take the, the children in the Bentayga today. Um, we're going to take the, the, the blowout at the weekend, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have to win, I think, the Euro Millions for that, that car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Garage. That, that would be an expensive one. It's probably quite expensive to insure as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's cut to a short advertising break. In that time, we will have a little reshuffle, probably put the kettle on. Uh, by all means, go and do the same. Maybe you're thinking, God, this is a long episode. I need to come back to this. This is your perfect time to go and do what you need to do. You might have made it to work or finished walking the dog or doing whatever it is you do whilst you listen to our podcasts and you're ready for the next chapter a bit later on or tomorrow or next week or next month. Who knows? But when we come back, we're going to try a new segment, something we've never done before. We're going to be talking about car news, not everyday car news, not run-of-the-mill stuff, the more interesting stories that have jumped out. And there'll be a new voice joining us for that segment in the form of Henry, who's with us on work experience. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back just after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Driven Chat Podcast. Welcome back to the Dream Chat Podcast. I say welcome back. In, in radio world, you're told not to say welcome back because the listener hasn't been anywhere. Oh. Neither of you. They're still with you, oh. continuing the journey. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> screw you. Uh, yeah, screw you rules. Uh, um, now, Amy and I are here, obviously, talking about um, what we've been up to, cars that we've been driving. And we're now going to trial something new. We've never done this before, and we might make a habit of this in the sense of these infrequent Amy and John podcasts that we do. You will now, dear listener, be introduced to a new voice, one that you've never before heard, to go alongside myself and Amy and Rachel and Miles and various other people that have been and gone. Henry! Hello. Henry Faulkner-Smith. Is that, Hello. Can I, should I go full title? You can go full title if Henry you Henry Faulkner-Smith. It sounds very official. It is quite official. It's a bit too long, though. It makes I the like emails it. very long. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not just shorten it to, like, Henry FS? Yeah, FS is the usual. Yeah. The signature's got FS. FS in it. Yeah, that's just cool. Just easier. HFS. HFS. It's nice. Sounds like a ship. My sister is DFS, like Sofa. Oh. <laughs> Salem. Oh. Uh, no, not, not today. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you just like when she walks in the room, do you go, sit down, stand up, or whatever it might be? Oh, I can't even remember what the, the What was it? Was. She was just called Sofa at school. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, what a brilliant nickname. Oh, I'm, obviously, if I ever meet your sister, that's going to be her name. Yeah, Sofa. Sofa. <laughs> and does somebody ever go, it's short for Sophie? No. 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 no, it's just Sofa. Sofa. I should just point sofa. out, for our American listeners, or people, many, many thousands of listeners and watchers outside of the UK, DFS is a sofa shop. Couch shop. Couch shop. Guy has to be using words that nobody else uses in the world other than us weird English people. Yes, couches. Um, and they've always got a sale on, hence my joke. <laughs> uh, right, Henry, you have brought forward... Uh, I should point out as well, Henry, you're uh, with us on work experience, am, effectively, yeah, which I is am. exciting, isn't it? It's, it's day two of work experience. I've dragged you into I'm the on a studio. Podcast. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, but you're no stranger to either Driven Chat or the greater circle of community that we hold because no. uh, we, as you may remember, dear listener, we used to frequently record at Caffeine and Machine. And a lot of people still to this day go, why don't you do things at Caffeine and Machine anymore? Well... Uh, we do. Uh, we do still do bits and pieces there, just not as frequently. We were recording a weekly radio show from a studio truck uh, that we have now subsequently sold. It's gone. Uh, we weren't really using it anymore, so we've decided to get shot of it. Uh, but yeah, we used to take that truck to Cafe de Machine, and Henry here used to work, or still do, still time do to work. time, at Cafe de yeah. Machine as well. Uh, but still you're there. studying film things and media things. Yeah, film and media at uni. And here you are now. The good life. <laughs> Starting at the bottom <laughs> with us. Can only um, go up the there. only way is up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, it's not going to get any worse than this. <laughs> uh, right, well, you have brought forward some news stories. I set you the task of yes. find some news stories that we can talk about, but ideally stuff that's not run-of-the-mill and boring. Not your boring stuff, Jim. And you have done that. Um, now, there's going to be, there, there is actually one additional story that I'm going to add on to the list, which isn't on the list. And the only reason I'm not going to go into too much detail about it is because it's a brand new story and it's a very exciting one. Uh, but I don't want to get anything wrong. And I feel like I definitely will. And that is the announcement that in the past week or two, the European Union are voting, either have voted or are voting or are considering allowing synthetic fuels to be passed as use, to be used in cars. Uh, effectively meaning we can have petrol-powered cars again or continue to use petrol-powered cars, and as a result, potentially stopping the ban on petrol and diesel cars in 2030, an extended ban in 2035, which is quite exciting. It is, and to go on that from what I was previously talking about before the break, um, mm. one of the vintage Bentleys at the Vintage Bentley track day was run that day on totally synthetic fuel, which was very exciting. So I was like, ah, that's ah. cool. Pre-war car, obviously very old machinery engineering, um, being run on synthetic fuel, which was exciting. And I thought, ah, this is very cool. Um, I did not get the chance to talk to the man that brought the synthetic fuel because I was driving Bentleys around but it's exciting and I like the fact that it's definitely something that I think is going to be the forefront mm. of longevity of these cars um, because also it's so much better for the environment to make do with the, the vehicles that we have already rather than making more vehicles exactly so that's, that's the thing yeah. that a lot of people still can't get their heads around is the fact that yes an EV produces less emissions it doesn't produce carbon dioxide from the back of the car it has no exhaust pipe but the energy that goes into making said EV is huge. And the reality of driving an old petrol or diesel car less, but a car that's been made, say, 25, 30, 40 years ago, the carbon dioxide that was needed to make that car has been spent. 
25, 30, 40 years ago. It's gone. It's done. So that car can still live on. And the actual number of emissions or the figure of emissions that are coming out the back of the car in comparison to everything else isn't actually that bad. There are lots and lots and lots and lots of caveats and corridors and routes and stuff. We can all go down and we'll try not to get too confusing. Uh, but yes, this synthetic fuel thing, I think, is very exciting because... As you say, it enables things like a pre-war Bentley or a pre-war car to be run on a fuel that has essentially been made in a field. And it's with things like it's e-ethanol and methanol yeah, and I biomethanol. And it was basically, from what I remember, the um, the waste product of wheat, I think, or, yeah. or an, an arable crop or something. Yeah. And so it's something that would be going to waste anyway, and they produce ethanol out of it and then create fuel from it. So it's something that would, would just be... Mm. Not chucked necessarily, but yeah, not not spent. So it, it's yeah. we can use already, which is exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. The thing that I find most fascinating is that this isn't even a new process. The this exact type of fuel that so Porsche and Siemens, as a few other big uh, energy companies who are who are backing it and they've been refining it and making it better. This essentially is the stuff, rather controversially, is the stuff that was powering the German war effort in World War Two. So thing, the fuel that was uh, fueling a lot of the vehicles, tanks, I believe even some aviation stuff, might have got that wrong, uh, but it, it essentially is the same stuff. The Germans were doing it back then, albeit under a different flag, but the Germans were doing it back then, and um, this they've basically gone, hey, 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 we've, we, can, we can still do this, and it's better for the environment. We don't have to drill for oil and juice all sorts of stinky, gunky, runoff, dirty... Dinosaur bones. Well described. So that's as detailed as we'll go into that. So uh, an unfolding story, we'll follow on to it. Um, from here on, though, Henry, I'm going to hand over the reins of uh, the sequence, the order of topic, yep. the news topics to you. I've got them open on my laptop here. You've got some printouts. Where are we starting? Printout. So uh, we're going to start with, and before the break, you pronounce this car manufactured differently to me. Ah. Hyundai. It's... Hyundai, by the Hyundai. way. Yeah. So, if the television advert tells Hyundai. me anything, it's Hyundai. And Kia yes. have discovered that some of their cars set fire. <laughs> ah. that's, that's a slight problem. It's, it's a very small issue. It's, it's only in a couple of them. Uh, it's only in 567,000 cars. Ah. Uh, so they've, they've handed out warnings to just leave your car outside. Because it, it, it might oh, set yes, fire. Oh, yes, so it does. Yeah, the headline actually reads, <laughs> Hyundai, Kia, uh, sister companies, tells 567,000 owners to park their cars outside due to fire risk. Yep. I, I do like... <laughs> you actually get that phone call. Hello, Mr. Smith. You still got the Hyundai? Yeah. Just pop it outside. Um, <laughs> should, should I be worried? Yeah. A little bit. Um, <laughs> so it, they're recalling them, aren't they? They're they saying, are recall, they're the recalling cars in. all of them. Uh, they, the two manufacturers have very different ways of fixing the issue. The mm. issue stems from uh, a wiring harness within the tow hitch. So you only have to be worried uh, if you have a factory-fitted tow hitch. If not, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, Hyundai have said that they are going to fit a interim part, so replace it with some uh, water-resistant pieces. So the problem here is, is that it's a short circuit in yes. the wiring harness, and yes. it's a problem if it becomes wet. So the bit that potentially is outside because it's a tow hitch. Yes. Yes. Got it. It gets wet. Right. Do, do we know if it can set on fire whilst being driven, or is it just whilst uh, stationary? I wish I could give you that. I would that's, know. <laughs> just I, imagine if... It, yeah. it might be stationary if they're telling them to just park them outside, I've assumed. I would have thought it would be stationary um, as well. I yeah. quite like the idea of this flaming... Hyundai going down the motorway and then people being like, you're on fire! <laughs> like, I know, I look great, right? Yeah, I'm on my way back to the dealership. <laughs> there has, fortunately, there has only been 
five cases so far. Oh, well. That's it, weirdly still quite high. Yeah, uh, it's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, Did anyone die? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> there's been no confirmed deaths related Good. to it. So that, that's where we'll leave that story. <laughs> Interestingly, oh, nobody high and no. died. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, it was similar to another issue that they had last year, though. Oh, uh, where they recalled another two hundred forty-five thousand cars with mm. a very similar issue, apparently. Um, but they're all being taken back. They're all being taken back. This is a sign of success as well. You know, we said before the break that Hyundai and Kia. We think back twenty years ago, they weren't particularly favourable looking cars they were just a kind of cheap car that you can go and buy and now they've been hugely successful they've made some amazing cars and this is the result of building lots and lots and lots of cars when you've been used to building not as many cars as things go wrong every single car manufacturer in the world does product recalls from BMW to Jaguar Land Rover to Lamborghini it happens um, so yeah if you drive a Kia if you've not heard about this maybe just do a little little Google. internet search Little Google, and little just, Google, just double check to see if yours is affected, or if in doubt, give the dealership a shout. They'll probably be looking at their tow hitches with an anonymous kind of anonymous. Doesn't is that the right look word? Like it's on fire. <laughs> I'll just park it outside this evening. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to segue into new cars. New cars. Uh, the the amount of grey cars. Yeah. Has kept at the top for the fifth year in a row. So new grey cars, cars. Grey. new grey cars. Grey tops the colour charts again. <laughs> any specific tone of grey? Uh, no, it just says grey. So anything right. that is technically a grey colour. Not a colour or black and white. Mm. Yes, so monochromatic colours. So your, your white, your black, your grey and your silver took up 69% of new car sales right. last year. Does that mean we're boring? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it absolutely yes, it does. does. I, I, so a very good friend of mine, Daniel, who will be listening, hello, Daniel, uh, used to sell Land Rovers uh, at a Land Rover dealership. And he said the vast majority of people that would come in, especially if they're getting them on a lease or a PCP, they're constantly thinking about what they're going to be worth after the time mm-hmm. that they've had them. So nobody picks a brave colour. So he called it, he actually called it the non-imagination spec, where people <laughs> would go into the showrooms and be like, black leather, Grey exterior, silver wheels. That's so sad. Isn't it? Because also, I think it's quite sad, is that I think the way that we've looked at carts has changed over generations that now. Like I know that when my grandparents would buy a car, it'd always be second or third hand, and they would keep that till it died, practically. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's now kind of what I do as well, if I can, unless my other half wants to sell them. Um, and then... The, the the way of thinking we're going to resell this in three years' time, we're going to get new and new and new, we can get on back onto the carbon footprint issue of that. Mm. But, um, yeah, like to, to suddenly think to yourself, I'm going to hold on to this car for a while. I'm going to pick a, maybe not red, that's like a 90, that was top in the 90s, wasn't it? But like, I don't know, green, green car. Green cars are great. Um, I would one day love to have a mustard yellow car. It's oh. that, I mm. love a good mustard mm. yellow or just yellow. It's quite mustardy, isn't it? No, it's more of a, a an old English white type thing. So yeah. Well, William did show me an XJS that was like a, a mustard yellow the other day or mustardy canary yellow. It was a, somewhere between and I was like, "Yes, would have." Um but yeah, we should maybe we should need to start a little like campaign to make colored cars great again. Yeah. <laughs> t-shirt of which is available to buy <laughs> at drivenchat.com. You know, I think a red t-shirt would work great with that. Yeah, ironically, the test prints that I did for that T-shirt were all white. <laughs> Probably not the ironic. ideal. Yeah, make cars colourful again. It's a, it's, a, it's a campaign that I am backing. Yeah, so it was. Uh, it's quite depressing, really, that the English mm. are choosing... We're such a grey country. I know, I, know, <laughs> yeah. I want the car to disappear into the clouds. Weirdly, red, white and blue are all next to each other on the chart that I've got. Oh, they interesting. are. Interesting. It goes white, blue and then red. 
Red is in fifth. What's the the, the least sought after color? Uh, so the least sought after color on, on the, in the top ten okay. yeah, was bronze. Bronze. Uh, overall, I believe it was so maroon, pink, and cream made up less than one percent of all car colors. I can right. see that. Well, when, the problem is whenever you get a cream one, it always looks like dirty white. S- yeah, like a dirty mm. white or something that I know hospital wall would be painted or something like that. Yeah, and it's just not pink. Yeah, there is a. Uh, in fact, in close, living closely to all three of us in close proximity, I see mo- see her most days. Wait, is it is it in a Vogue? No. Oh, I've seen one of them around, pink Vogue. There's a pink Lamborghini Urus that I see really? driving wow. around quite frequently oh, through my wow. hometown. Um, I don't know if it's paint or a wrap, but I'm thinking <laughs> that's a brave colour choice. Quite a soft, like, rosy, rose petal-y pink. I think one of my favourite ones, though, that we all probably see around is the gold Jimny. You'd, if you're they... if you're around Stratford upon Avon, you would have seen this car. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we can't say too much Bruna. about them because they are a major competitor to the company in which my girlfriend works for. Okay. <laughs> if you, but, uh, uh, but then again, I, if I, you do see that car, let its tires down. Don't it. let its tires down. Don't do that. Rumor has it they've changed car. Mm. What? Yeah, apparently they have changed. Have car. they? Yes. What they gone with? Uh, it's currently parked outside the Bear Pub, Is and it? it's a Volkswagen ID Buzz. Okay. It's oh wow! A gold. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. It's as vulgar as you think. Yes. Yes. It's it's great marketing. It's, it's perfect marketing. <laughs> it's perfect marketing for not having anyone of any value come into your shop. Yeah, I would not would not buy from <laughs> them. No. <laughs> dangerously skirt around any company names involved. Yes. yes. Uh, right, Henry, what's uh, next, next on your list? So, do you know the Dodge Challenge SRT? Yes, because it made an absolute media storm on social media last week when it was revealed and saying it was the fastest, most ridiculous, 0 to 60 in 1.66 seconds, quarter mile in 8.91 seconds, top speed of 100, oh no, at 151.17 miles an hour. That's ridiculously quick. It's very Don't quick. tell me that something sad's happened to the Dodge Demon. So their, their drag built car that they've built for drag racing yes. and making really quick. It's yeah. been banned from drag racing. What? The <laughs> National Hot Rod Association has decided to ban it because, as standard, it doesn't come with a parachute or a roll cage. Right. Uh, and as of their rules, anything that runs quicker than nine seconds is not allowed to run without modifications. Right. So, unfortunately, if you've just ordered one of those, you, you can't, can't run use it. it. No, you, no. Can't, you can't use it. Oh. Uh, which is a bit of a shock, really, because they've, uh, they've managed to design a car too quick. Easily done. Yeah, massively easily done. Um, they, the changes to the nine-second rule were made last year to allow for cars such as the Teslas and the old Dodge Demon to run because they were running quicker than 10 seconds. So they basically need to slow it down a little bit. Yes, but they're too... Or put a roll cage in. Or put a roll so you, cage in. You can buy a roll cage with the car. Oh. It is an optional extra, but because as standard, they don't come fitted, they are banned. Right. Which is a very confusing. What I was going to say, having a parachute as standard, that, as standard. Yep, that's mm. a thing. Uh, apparently, well, Dodge Demon. <laughs> Didn't well, Dodge see Demon, it on the list of options on the M3 when I was specking up prices, but <laughs> yeah, maybe it's... they've just got something really against the Dodge Challenger Demon 170. I mean, maybe. it is it's hellishly quick. That is very. It was fast. also running all slicks and. Yeah, everything track ready. And it's completely to just... road legal. This car. Oh yeah, you can actually it's, it's, drive it's, this to and from the drag strip. You can go where and you buy. Can't yes. Use it. Yes, you can go and buy yourself one, and you, as long as you own a drag strip, it's fine. Yeah. If it's your own drag strip, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're absolutely fine. Don't quote on that, but I'm very sure you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's only specifically the the National Hot Rod Association ones, which I believe are most of America. Yeah. Um, 
now. I did see a story that one of their drag strips is up for sale should you want to buy one. Oh, you're looking at me like I've got money <laughs> to buy a drag strip, but yeah. It's a very small up. price of only $5 million, which ah. I reckon you could make in a year from allowing everybody with their dodges to come and drag. I think so too. It'd be easy. Yeah. Perfect. Feels like we're back on talk radio again, talking about the uh, motoring news. Oh, let's have a moan about potholes. But yes, let's talk about potholes. Let's talk about potholes. Because they do seem to be everywhere. So the title is Potholes to Make 18% of Roads Undrivable in Five Years. Maybe we're just making the wrong kind of cars. Like, if we all drove Defenders or things with a high wheelbase, then surely... There's that... no need for roads, then. It'd be perfect. Says the lady that runs an E-type restoration <laughs> workshop. <laughs> Well, if we just park our e-type, yeah, um, they make me really sad. And it's a difficult one because lots of people moan about this, rightfully so. They can cause all sorts of damage to cars. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had, I had a tyre blowout, basically a brand new tyre blowout on an old car of mine as a result of a pothole. And then, you know, there's different measures you can go through. Oh, try and claim it through the council. Have you ever tried to do that? Have you ever gone through the rigmarole of trying to contact a local borough council had a pothole that caused damage to your car. They make it the most impossible, infuriating thing ever. Well, I think uh, we spoke about it before. There's that one bloke that we've all seen now on the, probably the Daily Mail that got shared of he just drew um, penises around yes. all of the yeah. potholes. Yeah, big fan yeah. of that. That's big fan of that. Yeah, just draw big fluorescent phallic <laughs> sketches and the potholes magically get repaired. Maybe we should all try that. We Maybe should. Great idea. Yep. Can't imagine anything else. Yeah, so the survey ended up (laughs) reporting that 37,000 miles of Britain's roads will be undrivable in the next five years. That's crazy. Too many miles. Um, It's many a mile. Which is a lot. And they reckon 100,000 miles will need replacing in the next 15 years. Wow. Um, But we don't have the money for it because... I was about to say, the next line I've got is it would cost a total of of roughly 14 billion pounds. 14 billion pounds. Billion? 14 billion pounds. Which is two billion more than last year and five billion yep. more than twenty twelve. Yes, that's insane. An extortionate amount of money, but good news. Hmm? Yes. Uh, they've they've added funding to pothole repairs. <gasps> they've added two hundred million, oh. which gives a total for the year of seven hundred million. Right. Some of the worst roads in the UK that I found, more than anything, I don't know if you agree. Oxfordshire, they do not want you to drive. Well, well they don't. You're, you're absolutely no, it's, right. It's Oxfordshire, yeah. they just... There are. I, I remember we did this years ago when we were doing stuff with talk radio and doing this sort of story, there were a, a list of top 10 borough councils or county councils that just don't, you're exactly right, they don't care about the car, so therefore it's not a priority. Surrey was pretty bad. Oxfordshire is really bad. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, it's exactly that. The priority of, because again, a lot of people get confused, go, oh, I pay road tax, why aren't I getting potholes repaired? You don't pay road tax. Nobody's paid road tax since I think the 1930s. You pay council <laughs> tax. And into the council tax, that's what then gets distributed and put into things like potholes and looking after our grannies and, and schools and things like that, important things. Um, and potholes, sadly, often isn't isn't high on the list when it comes to do we keep our nursing homes warm or do we repair our roads? And I can I get, there I'm kind of like, yeah, I'd like to have no potholes, but also keep the old people warm too. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, I wish there was some sort of generalised bucket of money that would go into fixing roads that well, then surely would, for those that do successfully claim against councils for destroying their cars, that must be really expensive for a council to keep paying out for. But at the same, I mean, maybe we're looking at this wrong. Maybe <clears throat> we need to change what we're putting as road surfaces. Instead of using mm, a tarmac, can we improve tarmac? Surely, yeah. we sh- if we put money into... I don't, I'm talking 
like I know what I'm on about. But if we improved the compound of tarmac to yeah. not be potholy, is that possible? Yeah. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. But again, I think it all comes down to cost because you go to certain countries. Uh, I've done a lot of driving around Germany and a lot mm. of their city centres don't have <clears throat> big potholes. Not They're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of them don't. But that's because they do use a more expensive version of tarmac, the mm-hmm. more expensive version of what we use, which doesn't break down as easily. But the other issue that we have is because we have fairly warm summers now and very, very cold winters, that plays havoc and it's very hard to get a tarmac that works all seasons. Mm. Um don't know the answer to that, but yeah, that's a sad headline, isn't it? Because, yeah. of course, it means that we're all probably going to get more punctures and suspension faults and Ooh. issues. Would you like something more jolly? I yes. would love something more <laughs> jolly. The, the DVLA have now released their list of banned registration plates for 2023. Oh, right. We so like that's the rest of the podcast written <laughs> yep. up this then, isn't it? So ev- find it. Banned number plate. Yep, got it. Right, good. So every year they have two meetings to make sure that there's no inappropriate or touchy plates that are going out. Oh, could you imagine being in that meeting? I don't know if it would be... I think for the first 15 minutes, it'd be wicked. And then I think for the rest of the time, you'd be like, oh, I'm just fed up with another version of... I don't know. Are we allowed to swear? We're not really allowed to because some of these were not allowed. I was going to say... Oh, well, no, we can. We'll we'll beep them out. If if there's anything that we... Oh, God, there are some really bad ones. Oh, my God. What I was saying to you is I really can't include some of these. What's one of the? Can you can you um, can you whisper one of the worst ones to us? Uh, <laughs> not really. Um, no, there's some words you, you will not uh, be able to say. I mean, Intrigued. I'm going on the the, the the lines of racial slurs. Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. no, we don't want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Is, there's good law. Good. There's wow. a lot of them as well. Yeah. There's a lot of number plates. So this is yeah. the the 23 plate. This is just 23, not 73. So I've heard just about. Just 23. I have heard about. In the past, like number plates not being allowed if you can if it can be interpreted yes. to look like a swear word or something like that. But there's a lot of here. So K N twenty three V E S, which I can only assume they're banning because it looks remotely like the word knives. Yes, oh. I think so. So I think they're beginning to crack down on stuff that incites violence and right. and fear. So there's one that is G A twenty three. NJA, which I believe is Ganja. 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 So unfortunately for any wannabe dealers, that one's gone. Oh, Um, sorry. But there's things like GB23BAD. Bad. Yeah. That's. GB bad. Great Britain bad. Yeah, like is that it? I I think. I I mean, looking at it, I think so. (laughs) Because then there's another one, which is Brexit is still a soft spot with EU twenty three bad. Yes. (laughs) EU bad. Anything to do with Brexit (laughs) is banned. Oh gosh. Oh Uh, gosh. Well, I'm glad that one's banned because I bloody love the EU. Um, corona is the other subject that got targeted. Yeah. So, but who would think to themselves, you know, what I really want as my number plate. Corona. Unless I'm a salesman for the drink, I'm yeah, probably not that, that interested. Or, or um, you're a royal and yeah. you wear a crown. Yeah. Which is <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. S23LAG, which I think refers to uh, a byproduct of uh, metalwork. Yes, yeah. Um, I... Slag. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that term a, as a, that is a, a byproduct, byproduct of, of metalwork. That is it. Um, T23WAT. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that on your car. Nor can you have AA23HLE, which, if you read it in a particular way, looks a bit like the word asshole. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, one of my other favourites, mm. which I'm quite upset has been banned, is 
NO23 MOT, which just says no MOT. No MOT. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But you're not going to need an MOT for three years because it's a brand new well, car. Well, it might be four years. Have you seen? Ah. They might be changing it. Another this, new story. <laughs> this, this isn't even one that I've got written down. This is just for the November reading. <laughs> the, the government are debating changing the MOT length that you need after a brand new car to four or five years. Wow. And they have faced an enormous backlash. They thought everyone would go, thanks. And everyone's gone. It's an interesting one, isn't no. it? Yeah. I, yeah, MOTs is a funny one because a lot of us that drive around in classic cars or modified cars, we, we kind of fret about MOTs. But equally, I quite like knowing that my car is safe for the road. <laughs> and I really like knowing that other people's cars are safe yes. for the road. And I see a lot of cars on the road and think, how has that passed an MOT? So, yeah, the idea that there's now going to be an additional two years. Because a lot of people buy new cars, especially. I know loads of people that will go out and buy new cars because they don't want to worry about an MOT for three years. And then in that time, they won't bother with things like, you know, if, the, if a light comes on the dashboard and says, yeah, your brake lights are out, they'll go, oh, well, I'll sell this soon anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, they have no interest in changing a light bulb. Mm. So then are they checking their brake pads? Are they checking other crucial things? Yeah. It's, uh, slightly... Yeah, depending it's, on how much you drive. Five years is a long time a to not check your brake pads. On, yeah. You could do a lot of miles in five yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Uh, two number plates as well that I've just spotted on the band list that have um, popped up. NO23RUS and NO23UKR. Yes, so Russia U- and Ukraine. Ukraine uh, was another subject for banned this year. So anything that could incite war or violence was was off the list. Well, I know. Um, how about SC23OTM, which is scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> so it is. <laughs> Just one of the good ones. But surely each of these number plates are pretty generic. Over depending on, regardless of having the twenty three in there, you, oh, yeah. they must have. It must this, be a list that they just add on to. Yeah. But then again, when it gets down to the the other end of the year, when you've got, for example, seven three, that suddenly becomes a lot easier to play with. Yeah. So suddenly seventy uh, seven three mm. could be T E. So suddenly oh. you've got full on words that you can have. Then whereas like. Two three. Oh, two three isn't se maybe. Some people are using them as like bees. And yeah, I think that's a, that's a bit stretching that's it a bit. bit. Yeah. But seven three, I'll, I'll be excited for that list because that will be. <laughs> I just, the, I mean, I can't help but think. I was expecting to when I opened this link, I was expecting to see like twenty number plates. There are absolutely loads and loads and loads of them. I, think I can't believe how many there are. It's like that list that I imagine every primary school we ever went to had where more things got banned as it became a thing. And yeah. so that yeah. list will just get Probably added to. Every time extended. like the police maybe pull over somebody go, hey, your number plate's a little bit offensive. And then the, it gets added to the list of no more events. None of these. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. It's, there's, there's it a, is enormous. There's CA23OMB, which if you kind of squint your eyes a little bit, could read car bomb. <laughs> wow. you've, you've, you've got to look at it harsh. Uh, ones that incite drunk as well. D23UNK, yeah. that's gone. Um, so unfortunately for the drunk drivers, that there shouldn't be. You can't have that. Uh, <laughs> there's also banned things like gal, girl, her, uh, me. I think it's because of what's in front of them though, normally. Oh, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> uh, Ford. Ford. We all know Ford. Ford. Uh, yes. Ford, Ford. the manufacturer. They have they have put two new patents in recently. Tell me more. Uh, so the first one, which is the one that I'm excited about, mm-hmm. is the fact that they have effectively put in a patent for uh, a sort of burnout controller for their EVs. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we're it, saving the world, but 
Watch this, Bernard. They, <laughs> they say that the electronic controller can apply the, the front brakes and uh, make power go to the rear wheels and yeah. vice versa to heat the tyres for performance. Ah. Very cleverly. Uh, yes. Um, it's line locking. Good old-fashioned line yes. locking, which people have been doing on their drag cars since the 1960s. Yep. Um, yeah, because they famously did it on the new Mustang, didn't they? Yes. Remember? The new oh, Mustang yeah. came out and everyone was like, every journalist in the country had a Mustang and was doing a massive rolling burnout. I was like, what the hell's going on? It turned out that Ford had actually engineered a line locking system so you could just slam your left foot on the brake, right foot on the throttle and do a ripping skid. Do yeah. a big skid. Uh, there is suggestion within the pattern as well that you'll be able to provide a visual display of power by making all of the wheels go at once, apparently. They reckon there's so it'll change over from front to rear, and oh. in that time, they reckon they'll be Goodness they'll sake. they'll for a bit be four wheels doing Who a burnout. Who needs this? Anyone Who with EVs? This? this is the thing, right? With EVs, this argument that the kind of the justification to EVs for ages has seemingly been, but they're really fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're uh, heavy, and yeah, they take fifty tons of carbon dioxide to make, and yeah, you need to charge it up every two hundred fifty miles, and yeah, the electricity now is as expensive <coughs> as petrol, and not quite renewable. But it's really fast. It's really quick. And it's kind of like, I think that novelty's kind of worn off now. Every press release that I was getting from everyone, from Tesla to BMW to Kia, everyone would like have in the top two lines the 0 to 60 speed. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a family car for yes. taking kids to school. Who cares? Follow many Teslas on like the motorway. They're never, they're never going the speed they should be. As in, like, no. I'm like, come on, crack on a bit. Yeah. But yeah. It's because they're trying to get to the next charging station. Exactly. It's about yes. to run out of charge again. Yes. <laughs> or Without they're that... driven by people that don't like cars. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Mm. <laughs> but that, that, that was well done there because that leads on to what I'm guessing is the next the story. The next one, which is very fortunate, <laughs> is Ford's other pattern, yes. which is about EV cars or self-driving cars. Ah. And they've put in a pattern that uh, would allow them to repossess the cars should a customer fail to make their payments. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine? So, uh, the story. So gone are the days where a, a man with a truck comes and picks up your car whilst you're yep. in Walmart trying to buy eggs or whatever you buy. Yep. And you come out and see your car going. I love <laughs> you go yes. to the shop, <laughs> darling. Um, is that our car driving out of the car park? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we forgot to pay. Yes. yes. So for for any fully autonomous vehicle, it they're just looking at drives itself back. It would just drive itself home effectively. With <laughs> do you think you can like go? Oh no, I did forget to pay, or I've moved house and my direct debit stopped. So you just hit a button and suddenly the car goes ah. <laughs> <laughs> just drive itself back to you. Get back. It's like yeah. a Batmobile being called to your location. I I love it and hate it in equal measures. Uh, I think yeah, I it's... love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to see it. I just like to see someone chasing after their own car down the road. Surely, I mean, you think of the safety measures that have to go into autonomous cars now. Yep. They can't crash into things or people or, or objects. You're just gonna. If you think you're the kind of person that's gonna get monthly payments on your Ford that you're not gonna pay back, you're gonna park it in the garage, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you are. Yep. You know, put a big heavy thing in front of it so that the car goes. Oh no! I can't, can't do that. that. Uh, yeah, the semi-autonomous ones will just drive themselves to a more more secure, not secure, a, a better location for your tow truck. So your tow truck can come and get Brilliant. in. And then any that don't have any automation uh, will have a lockout condition. Well, that's what I was thinking. That surely is, is the logical answer. Yep. Just don't allow the car to start. Not drive a carless car through downtown Detroit to get yes. it back to the Ford dealership. Just turn it off. Like, it's an electric <laughs> just, car. Just, just turn it off. 
No way, you're not getting away with this. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, so that was that was a great one. I, I love autonomous cars. I, yeah, I'm fascinated and um, terrified in equal measures. Uh, uh, remind me yes. to never buy a new Ford because it will just drive itself home if I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, EVs. EVs. Should we keep talking about EVs. EVs. Yes. Uh, I've got a couple of lovely Tesla stories. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one, for a bit of humour, is that two uh, people in Georgia uh, were caught after stealing lots of things. Uh, because they had to charge up their Tesla. <laughs> so they robbed a gaming store, and after robbing the gaming store, realised they didn't have any oh, charge. No, we need to charge. <laughs> so they had to charge their Tesla 15 minutes down the road, and the police just turned up. I would love to have been a fly in that, that interior of car oh. mm. just to be able to be like, hey, I know Georgian name, Derek, probably not Derek. Derek. Yeah, Derek. Derek. But it says I've only got 20 miles left on the range, and they'd be like, Bill, you didn't charge it? Well, you didn't tell me, Derek. That was on your list. You can't even do like a so you had to charge the car. You can't even steal petrol because you nope. have to actually put your car details in. Okay. Oh, Can you? With the balaclava so still halfway up the head. Yeah. Like, just, oh, I need to do oh, the face ID. It's yeah. not, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. This one's not charging. There's a queue. Incredible. That would have been. Um, moral of that story, kids, is don't do crime. Don't steal If you are, crime. don't do it in a Tesla. Yeah. Or if you do, make sure it's well charged. Make sure it's well charged. <laughs> Charge the car before you commit a crime. Uh, don't do crime, kids. Don't do crimes. There is another Tesla story. There is another story, Tesla story. Uh, it is about the yoke-style steering wheel, which we did get confused with. Yoke. Uh, yes. With woke. It's a very strange word. It is. Yoke. So it's the, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the double-handled one, isn't it? Yes. It's, it looks a bit like a Le Mans or F1 steering wheel. It's not round. Yes. It's, it's, it's not a steering a handle wheel. handle either side for you it's, to hold the steering wheel. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a rectangle rather than a round thing. I thought I got confused because I <coughs> associate the word yoke with the Irish terminology, which is thing. Yes. You say that's some yoke, meaning that's a cool car. Yeah. Well, uh, Tesla clearly thought it was a cool steering wheel. Yeah. His, uh, the customers didn't, though. They, no. Uh, they did not like it. So the Model S and X came out with them. Yes. And uh, people complained because there was no option to change them. Uh, so eventually they did... They've revamped your options so you could just have a normal steering wheel. Mm. I was going to say, like, we're, we're taught that when you're driving, you pass the steering wheel through yes. and that's how you're meant to properly go around yeah. rather than yes. either that is wrong, completely crossing your arms or doing the window washy kind the of... Palm it in. Palm it off. So I can see why that would be a problem. Well, it would be a problem, but that is actually the right way to hold a steering wheel. There is no reason that you should ever have to feed the steering wheel through it. There'll be lots of I'm people so now confused. listening to this going, but I'm learning to drive and my driving instructors told me I need to feed the wheel through. Don't. It's, that is completely the wrong way to drive. Mm-hmm. The minute you go to a circuit and get taught how to drive properly, you put your hands at three and nine and that is exactly where they are. And when it comes to turning a corner, you know at the point that you've crossed yeah. your arms where the, your steering wheel is pointing because you then just put it back again. You never well, need to What if you need to, take... to turn more than... Like, if you're trying... Well, you never would on a... I on get a, you would in a car yeah, park. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. So, so you don't really drive too in. many Teslas on the track. You might do, obviously, we're talking about drag racing. Yeah. But, like, to turn... Like, if I'm trying to... If I'm trying to, I don't know, reverse park my d- Defender or something, mm. I do a lot of... Lot of t- I'm, I'm a window washer. <laughs> I'm a palmer. <laughs> so I'm going for it. And then, you know, then reversing in. But, yeah, if you've, if you've only got half steering wheel, suddenly you're like, I don't know, do you have to... I don't, anyway. Yeah, I, can I have see seen, their I've seen lots of people like do within car POV cameras where they've like grabbed the top of the the yoke wheel because they're like, uh, I don't know where else to put my hand. I know what <laughs> we're missing. They're trying to make it difficult, so we make the car do it itself. Yes. So ah. they're like, if we just, just we'll force you into relying on the, <laughs> on car, the car to park. But the, so the, with the reintroduction of round steering wheels, who yes. knew that would be popular? <laughs> um, 
the people that have got the yoke shape yep. steering wheels, are they able to go back so, to Tesla and so, go, can I have a round one, please? So what happened on the 15th of March is that Tesla released them finally uh -huh. as, as a thing that you could buy for the very small price of $700. Go away. You could buy yourself a, a new steering wheel for your Tesla, including installation, to be fair. Oh, uh, well, in that which case, is yeah. The, 700 quid. There's one issue. Yeah. You can't buy one. Why? Sold out. They've already sold out. Really? They sold out in a week. Ah. Yes. Tesla. I got that one wrong, didn't you? Displays how many people didn't like their yokes. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get the, I get both sides of um, a motorsporty, racy steering wheel does work in that shape, but for everyday driving, it is quite a strange it's choice. It's not the one. Mm -hmm. It's not the one. Completely get it. Um, what else have we got? I've got two more stories, I believe. <gasps> Great. So one of them is about Toyota. Hey. And I love Toyota. Uh, they have just made themselves a liquid hydrogen race car. Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, How's that getting on? Uh, it set fire to itself. Oh, no. <laughs> Great start. So they, <laughs> the last couple of years, they have run a gaseous hydrogen setup on their cars. Yes. And this year was the first time that they have managed to do a liquid hydrogen. Right. The issue being with liquid hydrogen is that it has to be kept at precisely minus 487 yeah. degrees. Because that's one of the problems with... Like talking about hydrogen as a, as a liquid hydrogen, uh, being the transportation of it, like being yeah. able to actually, you know, how we see lorries come around and yeah. things and petrol, hydrogen as the thing is like, oh, it's really dangerous to, yeah. to move. Yeah, that, yeah that's a problem. Is, oh. it's terrifying. And yeah. then at a testing day, it did just set fire to itself through a, me a mechanical issue, they say. It wasn't anything to do with the hydrogen. Well, right. that's, I was going to say, surely the Except headline the would be something very fire. different. Like, it exploded into a bajillion pieces. Uh, they did use some very key phrasing that made it sound like it wasn't that bad. Ah. Uh, however... Tis but a scratch. <laughs> yeah. it the headline starts with, we're all fine, but... We're all okay, but... Uh, the, the reasoning they have is that a pipe rattled itself loose and then it began to leak hydrogen. And then that it set sounds fire. quite scary. Uh, yeah. But all the safety measures that they put in place worked. Ah, so good. the good switch, test. yeah, it, it got detected. It switched itself off. It was all fine. Uh, but it does mean that they won't be racing this weekend like they should have been. Ah. Which sucks for them. That's a shame. Because, yeah, it is a shame. It genuinely is a shame. Because they are, Toyota for years have been piling money into hydrogen power and trying to find this alternative fuel that's, Still exciting and makes noises and and can be crucially refilled like petrol can. Um, so yeah, I mean, fair play to them for trying. Yeah. It's it's one of these things, isn't it? Whenever we try something new, it's always going to be a bit difficult to make it work. And yep. they're having a go at it. Good for them. Good, Good for, for them. them. They did try. For them. <laughs> I'd be interested because I've got your full list of news stories. I'd be interested yeah. to see what your final story is because I don't know what it is and if it's made. It's my favourite story. Oh, I know which one it is then. It's about a peacock. Right. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, Got it. Uh, a peacock has been banned from a car park in Leicestershire uh -huh. uh, after damaging a BMW. <laughs> Toby, who was the resident peacock, uh -huh. uh, saw his own reflection in some paintwork. Oh, Toby. And decided that he was going to attack himself. Oh, Toby. Oh, Toby. <laughs> I've gone into the news article in the hope that I'd see a peacock <laughs> of Toby. absolutely no, smashing up a car. Unfortunately, there is no... I, I wish there was some video evidence. It got reported by... By some of the surroundings, but I want to know: Does it say where in Leicestershire it is? Uh, Ferris Ferris Centre, Ferris Centre. It's an arts and craft centre, oh. I believe. Okay. Then. Um, I just, I mean, can you imagine? You've walked out your arts and craft centre, darling. <laughs> is that a peacock? Yes. Is it? It's yes. It's eating the car. <laughs> yes. 
Right. So he, he apparently caused hundreds of pounds worth of damage to the pain. Oh, uh, dear. And has now been put in his own secure pen. Oh. It's shocked, Poor bird. Let's be honest. <laughs> secure pen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so secure. No he's one can see him. No, uh, for legal reasons, he's fine. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, oh, hang on. Somebody's written a poem. Uh, Toby the Peacock is back in his pen. He scratched up a car in... No, it's not a poem. <laughs> oh, no, it is a poem. It's, it's a just poem. very badly written. Uh, Toby the Peacock is back in his pen. He scratched up a car in frustration. And for us in the fear, if he does it again, we may not afford compensation. It oh, is a badly written poem. That's a badly poem. written poem, don't know who's written it. Sorry if that was your poem. Um, <laughs> you could have done better. A for effort. Oh. Thank you, Henry, for bringing us some news stories. Most welcome. Yeah. Um, welcome. I, I'm trying to think of a way that we can share the entire list of banned number plates with our listeners. Well, if they, if they just search... DVLA band number plates you is could do that. the first thing <laughs> yeah. that comes up. Yeah, Maybe we'll make an article of it on our website yes. so that they and can visit our sh- website. Perfect, let's do uh, that. Which is even better. So we'll do that. Have a look at our website uh, for the entire list of band number plates and you can laugh away at it or go, as I did, and a few of them go, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so yeah, um, well, that is... This has been a, a an interesting new episode style. I've enjoyed it. I've it's enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very fun. Good. Um, Where can people see the video that we've recorded of this? That's a very good point because we have potentially filmed this. Uh, yes, have a, uh, if you are listening to this in the audio format and you think, God, I've really enjoyed that two hours of my life, but I'm not going to get back, I want to experience it again, but in video form. Head on over to the Driven Chat YouTube channel. Uh, you can find that the most easy way is by going onto youtube.com or your YouTube app and searching Driven Chat, and then you'll see everything that we do there uh, in video form. So yeah, this has been a trial. I think, you know, we'll, we'll have a go at it again. Yeah. It's been our first time. Nothing caught fire. No. Good start. Good start. We're doing better than some people. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to know what you think. Uh, so d- do let us know in the comments below. It sounds like a you know, generic call to action. Let us know in the comments below. Um, also, the majority of what you'll see on our YouTube channel is, of course, car videos. A lot of them featuring myself driving around in things like the aforementioned Bentley Bentayga EWB. Um, very soon... You will see the M3 touring video that I'm currently editing, uh, along with our video team, uh, Richard. Um, that Kia EV6 video is live. There's loads, there's absolutely heaps of videos that you can go and look at now. And if, like me, you enjoy having a nice read of articles as well, head on over to the website, drivenchat.com, where you will see lots of written articles, uh, many of which, again, have been done by me. But also now we have a new staff writer as well, more on that later, uh, who's joined us and will be adding articles to our website so you can have a read on more kind of up-to-date current affairs. Some would say news, a bit like what you've been listening to or watching in today's episode. We're going to try and be a bit more current. I mean, try not to be too enthusiastic about it. Was that it? Yeah. That's okay, basically cool. it. Yay. Yeah. Current. Um, so, Current. Uh, yes, um, I will say it again, and I know it's crass asking for people to like you on the internet, but it seems to work. Uh, if you've been enjoying the episodes, if you've enjoyed this episode, why not leave us a lovely review if you can? So if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, a quick and easy five-star rating does brilliant things. But if you do a five-star rating and some nice words, that really does amazing things. Um, And, you know, I'll 
make no bones about it, the more good ratings we get, the more people discover us, the more listeners we get, the more we make in advertising revenue, the more budget we have to spend on exciting things like filming our podcasts. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube and you've had 55,000 adverts, not our fault. We don't control that. That's what YouTube are doing. Um, pay 15 quid a month, you don't have to worry about it. But we don't get that, so maybe don't. Um, 15 quid a month. Yeah, that's what YouTube yeah. Premium is, yeah. That's so yeah. expensive. I know. Genius. I'm, I've, I've been suckered into it. I probably yeah. would also do the same. It really yeah. annoys me. It does annoy me. It's, it's, it's when you've had it and then you watch other videos or other people's YouTube accounts that oh, don't have it. I'm like, oh, peasant. <laughs> oh, I don't want to look at bamboo underwear. <laughs> My targeting adverts are clearly very strong. Um, oh, but on the subject of writing comments and reviews and things, so we have I've noticed this new thing in the past few weeks, and I've mentioned I have mentioned this before, but I've only just kind of seen the true value of it. You can now react to podcasts with written reviews on Spotify. Can you? Yes, <laughs> this is wow. exactly what I did. So you, if you are if you are one of our many tens of thousands of Spotify listeners. You can go and find the Driven Chat podcast right now, click into the individual episode that you want to listen to, perhaps this one, and then you can, there's something there that says Q&As or write a review. You can actually write a reaction to this week's episode, which Q&A, other people can what see. what did you think about this episode? There you go. Amy reply. Found it. it was... I think you should reply to the Mike Fernie one and say... Sold. Uh, sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can buy my car. Um, So yes, if you want to do that, I don't really know what the longevity purpose is behind Spotify comments, but I like reading them because the past few weeks we've had some really nice ones. Can the public read them? Are they just for... Yes, they can. Once once you write it, I still physically need to push a button to publish it. Got it. Which took me a few days to get my head around. Uh, But yeah, there's an entire back end to Spotify that's very boring and wizardry. Uh, and I get to see all the comments that come in. And genuinely, I'm not only publishing nice comments, I, the, all the comments we've been getting have been very, very lovely. So um, thank you for those. If you've taken the time to pop a comment on our recent episodes. That's I was going to say, you can't really do it kind. for older ones. You can do it for... Oh, is that right? Only for yep. the ones that... Ah. But I can do it for the Mike Fernie one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Yep. Oh, they, we have got some nice comments, haven't we? Yeah. See? Someone loved it. Thanks, Ollie. Thank you, Ollie. And <laughs> Alex... <laughs> Says another excellent podcast too. <laughs> so Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Cheers, Alex. Alex and Ollie are two my two <laughs> favourite listeners <laughs> right now. Um, well, uh, that's almost two hours of absolute tosh that we've Great. been talking. We've covered all sorts of subjects from uh, driving pre-war cars to driving new press cars to. Cars Catching Fire and some news. Um, Henry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Cheers, Henry. Thank, thank you in advance for the amount of editing work that you're now going to be doing <laughs> as part of your work it's experience. <laughs> That'll help immensely towards your 5,000 word essay you have it to write will. It will. Mm-hmm. It will. It Can't wait for that. Yeah, <laughs> this could be so dreamy. <laughs> Amy Shaw, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. I will much, see you in... Four days' time. Four days' time. You'll be wearing uh, a dress, let me guess. White... You will have to wait and see. Oh, nobody knows. It, it, it is. That it is. is. <laughs> it's a wedding. Um, yeah, very excited about that. That's going to be a wonderful day. Um, and by the time you're listening to this, it's already happened. It was a wonderful day. Yay. What a great day I that had was. a wonderful oh, day. Oh, I've still got some confetti in my hair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's going to be great. Cool. Um, to you, dear listener, and possibly viewer, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Uh, don't forget, I'll re- remind you again, if you want to see everything that we do, drivenchat.com. We also have some merchandise. If you'd like to go and have a little look, we sell everything from little tin mugs through to T-shirts that say 
make cars colourful again. It's all there for you to browse. You don't have to buy anything. Just go and have a look. And if something you think, oh, wow, 16 quid for a T-shirt, that's cheap. Buy it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fun. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs> uh, we shall speak to you again soon. Don't know when the next episode with Amy is going to be because you're going to go off on honeymoon, I assume, for about eight weeks. No, we, we can't leave the workshop for that long. So it's two weeks and two days total. So I know, which is that. But I, no, it's... it's, it's where gonna, are you going? We're going to America. We're driving America. America. Probably a uh, yeah, Dodge. I think either a Dodge or a Mustang uh, around, yeah, for a couple of thousand miles and then nice. fly back. So, yeah. Nice. So, here's your third call to action for Amy Shaw Photography's <laughs> Instagram feed. If you're not following her now, start following her. And if you're in the US and you might see where she's heading towards your hometown and you've got a cool car that she could drive, Slip into the DMs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we won't give it back because we're not doing any form of... Cert- we're just driving. It's a much driving, linear <laughs> yeah. driving. You'll have to come and collect it from our next point, but feel free. So, yeah. Where are you flying into? New York. And back out from New York. Time. So we're doing a big, big loop. Big loop. So good. They named it twice. Exactly. We good. can wave to people goodbye, can't we? Actually. <gasps> oh, gosh. Oh, we yeah. Yes, we can. <laughs> so, We've got three cameras in the studio. <laughs> Bye. I don't know which is the primary. That's the primary. That's the primary that's one. So that's that's you. It's not for me to worry about. It's for you to worry about, Henry. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We shall see you and speak to you again next week. Bye. 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 The Driven Chat Podcast. Powered by Paramex Digital. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end and it's john markar here again reminding you that this podcast the driven chat podcast has now run its course and has come to an end to find the new format search the driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps thanks bye